This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome back to the You Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be here in studio with you, Jordana. How are you? What's going on? How's life? We're 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 heading towards Bali or wherever you're going for your honeymoon. We're we're Well, by the time you listen to this, I'm not you don't listen at all. Honestly, I was, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. To this bullshit? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> To this shit we put I'm, out? I'm not no i'm not surprised you don't you haven't memorized my honeymoon locations it's okay I, well memorize your honeymoon lo- i wasn't sure if you wanted it released to the you know no. the peasants listening i don't yeah. know they might follow no. you well, with the paparazzi if you're listening i am currently in hopefully if all goes well i like to say that just in case if you're listening i'm currently in sri lanka i think that's how the real people say Is it, it sri lanka I think or sri lanka i called it sri lanka but then the travel agent kept saying kept um, saying Sri Lanka back to me. So I assumed mm. that was her way of saying it's actually called Sri Lanka. <laughs> so now I'm trying to say that. Um, and my name is Rachel and I'm from Syosset. So yeah. I would know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. As as the travel yes. agents are actually yes. though. Um, so if you're listening and all has gone well, that is where I am. This is pre-recorded. Um, but what's going on with you? Well, I'm... Right now, I'm sending good vibes to Sri Lanka. All the best yes. weather, no clouds, all the sun, all the tanning. Uh, I wish only the best. What a, an amazing experience. It's going to be a, a great time. Yeah, I'm really excited. And then we're going to the Maldives. Next week's episode, I'll be in the Maldives. The Maldives. You'll, you'll be on Zoom from the Maldives. Exactly. <laughs> Tuning in. Yeah. Yes. Taking a minute away from the the honeymoon. I am well. I just spent a weekend doing shows in New York for the first time. On a weekend. Like, did you do a full show or, or no. like a comedy seller? Slo- okay. Like seller spots and people. If you're going, if you're in New York City, just go. And people always message me, when are you going to do shows mm-hmm. in New York? I don't really post in New York shows because I'm like, I'm tinkering. You know, like I'm right. I, 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 I'm working on stuff and I don't want to. I, I don't want to. No pressure. Just get in, say it, see what the vibe is. And then I had a woman. Like your finished product. I know. And I and sometimes it works. And sometimes I'll have a night where it's just like a dud. Right. I had a woman, she messaged me. It was a picture of me on stage. And she goes, love the show at the place I was at. And I wrote, and I saw the DM and it was a place that I was like, I didn't do great there. Like it wasn't. Okay. I, you know, this happens. I'm, I'm trying new stuff out. I had a piece of paper out in front of me. And I, and so I wrote back to her. I go, I, cause she wrote, uh, she sent me a really nice picture of me and then was just like, loved it. She wrote something very nice Okay. on a show where I wasn't great. And, and let me be honest. Okay. You didn't think you were. She thought you were right, I guess. Well, okay. <laughs> I wrote her back. That is very kind doing what the travel agent did for you. Okay. Like queuing, like, we don't have to. We don't, me, you don't have to do this. We don't have to do this. <laughs> okay. This is the unsaid. And I said, you're being very kind. Thank you. And then they wrote, they wrote back, do you want my real opinion? And I was like, no. no. <laughs> 
No, no, I don't want your real fucking. I don't even ab- know you. Why would I want your opinion? Also, yeah, yeah, no, like you could, and and they kept going, like, and it was late at night. I'm sure they were drunk. I'm, I'm like having drinks, just watching, boom, 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 being told every thought I don't want to hear. And you're, you know, and and you're, you know, you, you look a little fat, and you're like, it's like all like the honesty shit that you don't want to hear. And I go, and I just wrote her back. I was like, you could have left this at a very nice interaction, right? <laughs> like, just leave it. <laughs> just leave yeah, it. Leave it's it. Not like she's your agent. No, and and listen, like, <laughs> nobody knows better than me. My dad used to come to shows. He'd be like, well, that joke didn't work. I go, I'm on stage. I know it didn't right. work. I'm working on it. Yeah. So I respond to DMs. Like I send a heart. Or every single DM. Not every single one. Sometimes I'll delete them if it's just inane and I there's nothing to respond to. But if someone writes something very nice, I, yeah. I what and this is I'm a people pleaser. I'm, you know, I'm just like, that's really nice. And I'm trying to get out there and date. Yeah. Like I'm trying to have more deliberate experiences with people. And so Saturday, you know, I did shows Friday and I'm hopping around and I get a DM. Hey, my friends and I were at your show. We're here. Come hang out. And they had a profile that was open. Okay. Check. Check. Okay. I'm not <laughs> going to conversation. We've had a yeah. conversation about this, but I'm telling you, and I'm saying this not from me. I'm saying I am a guy that you are trusting with being honest. The it's not a it's not a good play to message a guy with or anyone with a closed off profile if you're looking right. to like be taken kind of seriously and, That's and, like and yeah the, that is the dating version of getting into a stranger's van because they said they have some candy. <laughs> exactly like, right. Why would you, like? Do you know what I mean? Like, what is, you don't know this person. They could be like a lunatic. I, and at least I, a profile you spent years curating. curating. Yeah. Will give you some sort of, I mean, like, and I, to to let the audience know, I get at least a DM a week asking for me to set up with uh, someone with Jared. I don't. And, it's and then just, you, it annoys you because their profile's locked up. It annoys me because we do a, because you're clearly not that big of a fan because we did a whole episode on the no. way to set you up. And it's, it's the opposite of what these DMs are. It's a close, it's always a closed profile and it's always a list of reasons that they think you would be good for them because of what they're looking for. Yeah. It doesn't have anything about what you, it then that to me is also just, it, it it also doesn't paint a picture of someone I'm excited to, I would never be excited to set you up with. Yeah. And I, and I get it. We're all the star of our own movie. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's me messaging. Right. But I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You. <laughs> Your name so, doesn't even know you. Yes. Yeah. And so I have this instance where I'm sitting, I'm done with shows. It's like midnight. And this is like the hours that I'm out already. Having a drink, my first drink of the night, I generally don't drink before shows. So I, I been like having my first drink and I'm looking through, you know, the DMs. the DMs and I see this one. Hey, come out. And I go, go look at her profile. Beautiful. And I'm like, oh, you know, and I have this pep talk with myself. And I'm sure anyone out there who's mm-hmm. single has had this pep talk before where you go, just go have one drink, go introduce yourself, right. be cool, be fun. Maybe they're like, you guys will connect in a different way. And I'm like, I'm doing that to myself okay. at this point. So I, I go, where are you guys? You know, where at? And they're like, I'm here. I go, well, there's another bar over here that we can go to and meet. And, and they're like, I'm with my two friends. Great. And also, this is all like kosher. Two friends. Right. I can fun. I can back out if it's not. And I walk informal. in. And it's informal. I walk in. I see the person I've been messing with who I know who they are because I can see their whole fucking profile. Right. To, to everyone out there. 
<laughs> Hi, great to meet you. I go for a handshake. They go for a hug. It's a little awkward. Whatever. Okay. Then I see, and this is my, and this is my friend Blank. Hey, nice to meet you. Shake hands. Whatever. And this is my other friend Blank. And I go, hey, nice to meet you. They go, we've already met. Okay. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. I go, we already Lock met. Lock the doors. Right? <laughs> we've got them here. I, I go, what the fuck? Ah! <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's the red wedding. Yeah. It was, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I go, and at that moment, like my heart starts to race. Like, I don't know. I don't know in what context mm -hmm. we've met. And this is the friend of the person I was coming to see. Okay. We've already met. And I go, where do we meet? And they go, we matched on a dating app. And we talked that's over that. That's not really meeting. That's what I said. Right. I go, that's not meeting. You know, and, and I'm like, what now? Was this a trap? And I go, I go, well, I'm sorry. I, I, and they go, you disappeared on the dating app. And I'm like, now I'm West Elm Caleb. <laughs> I, I go, well, I deleted the apps. And I go, that wasn't a personal thing against you. I just deleted the apps. And that's what happens right. when you delete them. And she goes, no, it's no problem. And, you know, she was cool. Okay. But now I'm in this situation where I'm on a two-on-one. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> it was weird. I didn't know who to, like, Who were you talk to? to. And, I, I mean, it wasn't about that. Like, I was like, you know, I came with an idea of meeting up. Were they up both with, trying to, like. No, it wasn't. I wasn't getting that vibe. I, I felt like I was, like, meeting friends. It, okay. it really didn't give the vibe of, like. We're all here getting hot and heavy. But I did feel like I was like brought into a scenario that I didn't really look to be into, you know, like, okay. like, and like we left that bar and went to another bar and we had a good time. Like we all had fun. I think I'm positive. We all had fun. Like I'm, you know, and we all got drunk and whatever, like, and I got in a Uber at the end of the night and went, went home and ate a bunch of garbage. Okay. Um, but that's how the night ended. And, but it was this weird dynamic of like, I don't know who I'm here for or what the intention was. And after a night of shows, I was like, I don't know how to handle this. Like, and I started talking with the person that I had matched with on the dating app and not the person that I came to see. How would you have played that? I mean, I guess you could have just like, are you, were you talking to them like as a group? Was it, they yeah. were friends with each other? Were you talking like in a group? All three. We were all hanging out. Well, it, I would just see who you gravitated towards. They asked you to hang out. I know, but it, it was one of those situations where it's like in this like living in the land of the unsaid. Like, I like think they were both going for it. I wasn't even sure if they've communicated about this matching that happened. That would be weird. Right? If, especially they, if the friend comes. I'm sure she told her friend that you were coming. Yeah. So like I'm sure I, they definitely I communicated I, I, about the matching situation. They had to have. Yeah. And, I bet you the other girl, okay, I could see a situation where the one who matched with you on the app was like they went they went and they saw you and she was like, "Yeah, I've actually been out with him." And they were and the other one was like, "Oh, you should message him like have him come meet us. Have mm. him come meet us." And the other one was like, "I don't know. I don't want to be weird." And then she was like, "I'll do it." Yeah, but then I don't know what's going like I wish there was like just like <laughs> I wish everyone would have signed up for roles. Right. You know, like if it was just like, I'm the one that wants to French kiss you. I'm the one that's brought you here to be, you know, with my well, that wouldn't friend. be fun. I know. The fun is figuring out who has the chemistry. I right? could see. I could see yeah. how this night sounds fun. And it, and it yeah. was, but it was also very confusing. Like I'm like, okay. and I had just coached myself up to go meet, meet new people. Come on, go talk to but people. And then I'm like, what the, we had a good time. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And 
but it, it was definitely right. in, you know, I well, think. Well, you with, don't owe anyone anything at that point. So you could kind of just like speak to people, see where you're drawn. Sure. I, I, to me, it was over after that for all parties. Okay. You did not I, like, I, you did not like this. Uh, I didn't like this game of, you know, Russian roulette that I was playing. Well, a lot of the times if someone's like nervous to like DM, let's say like one of the, I, I bet the girl on the date asked her friend to like DM you. I wish the friend would have said, Hey, just want to let you know what's going on here. Okay. That's, I, yeah. I guess like I'm in the dark. I don't know. And also Especially like, since it's not like, you know, the friend and it would be embarrassing for her if like you were, if you said no. No, I, I would have a drink yeah. and then go. I just, I wasn't sure of what the dynamic was. Right. And it's also, I don't want to get, you know, in between two friends. Like, if they didn't talk about it, which right. I'm, I agree with you. I'm sure they did. But it was just, it's just like everything in dating is so hard because you're not talking. Like going from like a relationship where you go, you say everything or you try to say everything or mm -hmm. you're really upfront. And, right. And then you go to like and this. And you're like playing a game. And yeah, yeah, now you're in this weird, you know, game of cups. Right. <laughs> you know, like where everyone's. Moving everything around and no one can say what they mean. And am I meeting you here to like, I mean, you could hang say out? What, you could ask. Right? I probably should have now that I like look back, like I should have been like, Hey, who am I here meeting with? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, did you guys, did you, I, I were you, I would have just been like, Oh, so did like, did you, did you, we guys, did you know she was going to be like messaging me? Like, what is, what, like, how did this happen? What, what made you decide to message me? You're totally right. And I think what ruined everything is we met at a bar that was very loud. Oh, okay. So we're in this loud place. Hey! Right. What do you do? You well, know? <laughs> that's my issue of talking about planning dates with any date that's planned in like a super loud place. Mm. It's kind of like, it almost feels like you're going to the movies. Like you can't really be like speaking or understand. You're shouting at each other to understand. Like to me, a good, we talk about first date spots where our first date spot is mm. like, has, it's not like empty because that's yes. weird, but it has like few enough people or maybe you need a reservation mm -hmm. so that it's like, you can have an actual real conversation. Yeah, I was at, there's a bar that I I waltzed into over the weekend that I could tell everyone was 27. Like that was like, it was the okay. 20. It's the place Thursday to be. Thursday night, 27, 27 dates, people. And it was, what was it Spaniard definitely oh, has okay. that. Spaniard definitely, right? Maddie's giving me a, yeah. a, a head nod. Everyone in there is 27. Okay. Everyone there is, if I was, it's a good place for a date, but it's too busy to be a date. Okay. So you have to get there and hope for a seat or no. If you're there on a Saturday, you're done. There's a line outside. Okay. It ain't happening. Not, it. It's not yeah. a Saturday place. Well, that's the second. There's like, it's funny. We should we should do a breakdown of like um, the biggest first date planning blunders. It's like uh, one of them is like you don't have a reservation. You pick mm -hmm. a place that is extremely crowded yeah. or like it has having a private event or something. <laughs> that's like the first. The second is like it's too loud. Do you know what I mean? I chose a place that was closed once. Yeah, I've heard I of mean, that. I've done that. Yeah, I've chosen a place that was closed, um, and then you have to do the like the last minute. Oh, there's switch. a cover. Oh, the cover, <laughs> cover. I'm fine. With. I'll, I'll fucking, wow. I'll throw money at that situation. Just, just, you know, like <laughs> five dollars. So I guess I can handle it. Yeah, on me. <laughs> It's a high roller. That's You're the right. Tinder swindler. I got, I, well, that kind of, oh, that was the other thing that happened. We went to a place with a cover. We went from one oh, place wow. to another place with a cover. And no, it didn't have a cover. It had a coat check, you, which acted as a cover. Okay. 
And I did get annoyed at one point. you had to check your coat? Yeah. Okay. And I go, let me get the co- coat well, check Well, that's worse everybody. than a cover because if you got a coat check, then it's like, uh, I can't just go in. Like, I got to wait to leave. I've got to like commit to staying here. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, you're holding my coat hostage. It, this was part of the issue with the whole, Yeah. I, I, ch- I shouldn't have chose this place. But I, I was like, let's get somewhere new that's not as loud as this. Right. That was like my, now I'm, and that's the other thing. We should open a bar and call it first date spot. First date spot and yes. all and and the and they have pass around hors d'oeuvres that change every hour. I like that. Right? Yes. Yeah, so it's low pressure food. You can eat without having to do a whole order. Totally. It'll be like one of the sushi conveyor belt places. Yes. Yes, but with cocktail weenies and shit. Yes. Does that I, that was worth bringing up, right? I, yeah. I think that's an interesting no. okay, well, scenario. We've discovered a new way to not set you up. We're just process of elimination, just you know, just axing. We thought DMs. Well, we thought a DM was good with an open profile, but now we know there's an, another layer to it. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I wasn't like I don't I don't need to be told like, hey, you're coming to fuck me. You know, like it wasn't <laughs> like that. But you I know, a little more context is helpful. I would love some context. I'm right. walking into a. You want enough context without while still leaving a little bit of mystery but you don't want the person to feel like they're they're walk they're like they've walked into some, a situation that's going to get them in trouble legit we've met before i'm looking right. around like uh, you know who do you know <laughs> what's going on what right <laughs> um scary. what do we got what's going on okay. at betches uh, you got bad vibes podcast that we want people to go check out we know i've, I've learned s- their names by now look at you yeah. what are their names you're like don't do this to me don't do it. Alexis and Talia. There you go. There you go. Love it. Um, and we also have a Are You Up Crew Neck sweatshirt. Um, I've seen them People all over Instagram. Love. People love that. I have two. Wow. One's in a large, one's in an XL for when I'm feeling a little chunky. I love a big sweatshirt. Love you guys it. should get yours. Wear them around the city. Show your You Up pride. I wear mine. Um, <laughs> you are pride. Yes. <laughs> it's hilarious for people. Oh, that person loves fucking randos. <laughs> you look like you, you look like you like uh, having sex with someone who won't commit to you. Yeah. Um, you too. Uh, me too. Yeah. We, um, we, we should go get drinks. Yeah. Uh, and call into the UAP hotline. It's 212-589-8903. Um, your voicemails have been great. And um, let's just, should we get right into it? Yeah. Before we do, I'm going to be in Omaha, Nebraska this weekend, then Salt Lake City, Utah, Kansas City, Missouri, Denver, Colorado, Columbus, Ohio, Newark, New Jersey, Tampa, Florida, Nashville, Dayton, Albany. And I think I mentioned going on the road with Burt Kreischer. Um I I think it's going to be, I'm going to be at Penn State with him. Oh, wow. Baltimore and Penn State. Your alma mater. My alma mater, yeah. Bryce Jordanson. I mean, this guy, I mean, he's doing like uh, stadiums. It's going to be wild. That's going to be Very amazing. Excited, I'm yeah. excited for you. Yeah. Go back, go back home, as they say. <laughs> Welcome home. <laughs> Who up, are you? <laughs> hit up a frat party. I want to hear all about it. Can't wait. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier-looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like, my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my 
hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing. And I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus, I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP. What are we talking about? Today we're talking about Instagram and relationships. Always a fun one. Ooh, tricky subject. Yes, the the dreaded uh, see the, the dreaded social media test. Yes, it's always a test with the guy. It it does feel like that. Um, it was it's it was funny. I so referencing bad vibes podcast mm-hmm. something that they were saying jokingly, but I don't think they meant it as a joke. They were like, "Why do men even need Instagram?" That's a good point. And <laughs> I was like, you know, my response to that would be Instagram for men is like, uh, has taken the place of Maxim magazine. That's the only reason you guys are on? Why even post pictures then? Um, to, yeah, I mean, why? Because a girlfriend <laughs> told you to. Um, I, I don't know. I, or I don't, to, have a, to have something to show someone who's looking to, you might want to be dating. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the, you know, there's thirst traps for men as well. Okay. Um, and it's also showing, you know, being a human being living in 2022, that might be. Right. But the way men use it is like very Maxim Magazine-ish. Like it can, well, that's it, a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like health tips, uh, hot models, sports, okay. jokes. You know, that like was you, like, Yeah, was that a, was a thing. Men's yeah. health kind of works like in that way thought. too, you know? Right. Interesting. I've thought about that a lot because I'm like, just gets you in trouble. Well, I know a lot of guys delete theirs, I feel like. Cause cause they're just like, it's not worth the hassle of like <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like we're all running scared. It, it's a lot of I feel like there's a lot of expect especially when you're in a relationship. It's like one, I feel like guys delete it because they've been caught doing something weird mm. on it. Or two, there's too much pressure to post other like post the relationship, post them out. Like there's I mean, look at this email here. Yeah. Well, let's let's I'm just gonna read the email and then we'll okay. get into it. All right. Hi, J&J. I'm a You Up With Benefits subscriber, and I always look forward to getting the early episodes. Thanks for the advice and laughs. That's right, people. If you want an early podcast, if you want to get it a day early with no ads, go to, uh, you can hit that button on Apple Podcasts. It's just says it's a $3 a month for two extra podcasts a month and early episodes with no ads. And then if you're on Spotify, search You Up With Benefits. Search You Up With Benefits on Spotify. You can subscribe there too. Exactly. So if you want to be as happy as this person is. They are thrilled. And you could be too. If only if only you <laughs> press the button. That's it. My issue is that my boyfriend of a year and a half is very private on social media. His Instagram is only pictures of scenery or inanimate objects he thinks are interesting. And his last two posts were posted in 2020 and 2018. 
I, on the other hand, am more active on my Instagram and like to post stories and the grid, funny things and notable events of my life, as one does. Mm. I use it in a way to keep in touch with friends you don't talk to daily. He never objected to me posting pictures of him before, and I don't overdo it. Maybe one story post every few weeks and one grid post every few months. Recently, we got into a fight because I brought up that he never posts me on his Instagram or reposts what I post in my stories of him or us. I told him I felt like it was, he was hiding me online. I know in the past he posted pictures of his ex, but deleted them before we met. He said he is just a very private person now and that me feeling insecure, my words, was my problem to work through and not his. Ooh, don't like that. He said that social media is all curated and fake, and it's weird that I care so much what other people think, and he didn't like being accused of attempting to hide our relationship when we are very openly together in public slash in person with family and friends. He even doubled down and said that going forward, he doesn't even want me to post any pictures of him anymore to be used as props for likes or a prop or he, <laughs> for him to be used as a prop for likes. I told him it's not about likes and that it's nice to share with friends, nice moments we have, but he is very stubborn once he makes up his mind. He also thinks I'm on social media too much. And the insecurities I feel come from comparisons to other people's posts and their relationships, which he isn't wrong about. So he suggested I deleted Instagram altogether. Wow, this guy really turned the tables on you. I feel like I've been gaslit on our behalf. Um, I'm seriously considering this as I usually take a break from it every few months for one to two months at a time, and maybe a more permanent break isn't a bad idea. Did his reaction of not wanting me to post him at all sound too harsh for the accusation I made of him seeming to hide me? Does he even have a right to say that I can't post photos of him? Is it solely on me to work, work on my insecurities? Is my relationship to Instagram what's toxic or is he being controlling? Thanks. Deactiva deactivate Instagram or boyfriend? It's a tough one. This is a mess. There's a lot going on here. There's a lot going on. And it shows to me when you come at someone with an extreme accusation, they're going to come back at you with a lot of extreme accusations as well. Her accusation being the extreme accusation that he's trying to hide her. Uh, on her social whatever. media. Well, I wonder if she said, you're trying to hide me. Or if she said it can, sometimes it feels like she That's wrote. A, she wrote the email. Yeah, you know. Did. So I that was actually something I wrote down when I read this. I was like, she wrote the email, so we're getting her side, right? So she got to write exactly what she said. I feel like she said I felt like he was hiding me online. Although he doesn't I, post. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I don't. I there, I don't think he's got to post her. There's three sides to every story. Right. Two sides and then the truth. Yes. It's usually somewhere in the middle. I She's writing this email. So she started it at, I feel like we're being hit on your social media. And just like you, I thought the same thing. He doesn't even post. Right. And it's okay to, she references the last girlfriend, but you can go through, there's things I would do differently in the next relationship that right. I did in the last relationship. So that's not really a good measure for what you should be getting social media wise from this guy. Okay. Um, I think he was too, I think the things he said were very strong in the same way that saying that someone's hiding you is strong. I think the things he was saying were like, I mean, he came with an arsenal. Ruder. And I think the, I think the, I think hers, she's being upfront that hers are based in her insecurities. Right. And his is based. Sounds like it's based in him thinking he's like better than her. Cause he doesn't care. 
Yeah, I, I wrote that down too. It's when it goes from fight to an ideological stance. Right. Then it's like, oh, like there's something wrong with you that you even care. And that's not a healthy way to argue in a relationship. It's like, mm. oh, if I say like this thing's upsetting me because I care about it. And then you say to me, well, the fact that you care about it is one, your problem. Mm-hmm. And two, um, is a, ref- a reflection of your poor moral character. Well, <laughs> I would, in his defense, I, it does sound like that. But in his defense, if I were him and every one of our arguments starts from, I saw this on Instagram. I would start to put together this case that maybe Instagram is our problem and not us. Right. Well, But that's a good way also of being able to lie. <laughs> you know, like that's also a good excuse for a guy who's using Instagram, you know, there, it, it, to be untrustworthy, but she hasn't said that about him. She just says that he doesn't use it at right. all. Right. I mean, the most maniacal version of this is that he's trying, he is trying to, to hide their relationship because there's yes. someone that he's hiding it from. That's the worst version of this. I don't know. I, I She doesn't say anything that indicates that that. Well, then I have a real issue with her accusing him case. of that. Yeah, but accusing him of that is saying that. Right. Well, I guess she has to look into what, what, what about the posting like makes her feel that he's like, like what makes her feel like she's being hidden? The lack of anything. I guess so. I, I like what it, to me, I was like thinking of like how she could approach him. Mm-hmm. She approached him with, I feel like you're hiding me. If she said, if, if she instead said, I feel like I feel really let, I, I feel really upset that you never post me. Right. Wouldn't or, that be a different type of discussion uh, than how it went? I would hope. I think so. I think if she said, I mean, and again, I would, if I were her, I would first reflect on like why it's important to you. Do you feel hidden in other ways? Is there a part of you that's insecure about his feelings for mm-hmm. you? Because like that's really, I think, the root of the issue. Like if she's upset about not being shown on his Instagram, maybe that's really indicative of like a deeper feeling like he's not all in mm-hmm. or that he's, um, that she's more invested in the relationship than he is, which might be presenting itself in other ways. And this is a good, like, easy black and white thing that she can argue of, like, and you don't even post me on your Instagram. Well, that's a better discussion. Right. I feel more invested in this than you. And he would be like, why? And then you could be like... This could be one of potentially more examples I, of that. It, it, one, it, this becomes one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, right. and, and then it's like, well, we, you've never tried to discuss moving in with me. You've never discussed marriage or engagement with me. And that's weighing on me. And every time I've tried to bring up a relationship, you kind of avoid it. Like that would be a different discussion. Right. Because right now they're so hung up on the social media that she's now even saying in her email towards the end, she goes, he isn't wrong. So I suggest that I delete IG. That's an extreme solution for not even the problem you have. Right. And I, to me, I could think that, and I, I think it's okay if she owns, if, if she's saying, I care about social media, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it's, maybe it's not the most attractive thing about me to you, mm-hmm. but that's who I am. I care about social media. I look at other people's posts and I think that like, it's nice when people post each other. I like seeing it. It mm-hmm. makes me feel a certain way. And I like, maybe it doesn't make sense, but I like it. It makes me feel good. This is who I am. Yeah. A right? Louis Vuitton bag doesn't make sense to him either. Yeah. So that's 
you know what I'm what saying? Mean? Right. A, 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 another stupid example. That I, no, I, you but know, I'm whatever saying, like, it is. Yeah, but I'm like, it's okay. You can like, something could not be like the most perfect quality of your personality, but it's still something you're into. Fine. Mm-hmm. And I always think back on the question that we get that are, or I see, I get a lot too. It's like, how do I tell my boyfriend I want an expensive engagement ring without seeming superficial? It's like, Stop. You're superficial. Who yeah. cares? Like, it's okay. Like, just own that you're super. We don't have to pretend. You're a big ring bitch. Yeah. You yeah. give it, you care about Instagram. It's mm-hmm. not like the most amazing quality, but like, who cares? Like, we all have things that we're, we're, that we're irrationally into. Yeah. So just own that. You could, and I, I think almost if she presented it like that too, she could, let's say there's nothing else wrong in the relationship. It actually is perfect. And it actually is just about this. She could say, I know it's a little shallow and I know that these people on Instagram aren't necessarily as happy as they pretend to be, but it, I like it when people post their relationships. I kind of like that. I wish I, I want that. I kind of wish you would do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then his response, you know, his response at that point you would hope would change from, well, you better see a psychologist because you have an issue with social right. media. It's like, or saying like, this is your problem. Yeah. Because if you said that about any problem that you had in a relationship and someone said that's your problem, that's not someone that that wants, that cares about sort of like making you feel good. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, to say like, he literally blew this up. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he, he like He seems like he like, gaslit this into like a... Uh, like to me, I was like, "Oh, now she's apologizing to him for having an Instagram." <laughs> like, but 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 look to take his side a little bit because if someone approached me and was like, "You're hiding me on social media when I'm not," I would be fucking angry. Okay, if that's I, how they phrase. If it. If that's how they phrase it, I would be angry because I'm doing what I think is best in this relationship, and I'm enjoying your company, and I love you, and all this stuff. And now you're coming at me with this. What like, if you what if you posted a lot? Let's say it changes. Let's say you posted all the time mm-hmm. pictures and Instagram stories and Instagram posts, and he never put her up. That's and different. she said, "I feel like you're hiding me on Instagram." Then it would be then it would. What, someone came to you with that. That's a different story. I post all the time. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like I, right. I, I, you couldn't deny that this guy. This is a different situation. This okay. guy never posts. She's referencing a girlfriend she never even fucking met. Okay, he deleted those posts. Before them, like, I don't know. I would be mad. I, I, I'm always mad when my intent is taken to be something it's not. Okay. When I'm, when I, at that point, I'd be like, well, why aren't I hiding you? So I can go, <laughs> like, if you don't trust me anyways, you know, like. That's the exact response you want from being vulnerable. <laughs> That's a good idea. You know, I never thought of it that way. Right. I guess I am hiding you. I guess I could, you know, DM some people. You know, I don't know. I, I, I... Well, it's like she's coming to him with a vulnerability <laughs> or an insecurity, and he's just making her feel stupid. Yeah. And that is what I really don't like about him in this email. And again, we don't have his perspective. We don't have his side. But even if, even if he never posts... And she says, this is something I like and I care about. I think if you care about someone, then you care about them not feeling shitty or you want to make them feel good. And again, he doesn't have to just do it because of that. But I think he can have like a real conversation about like without making her feel dumb. I would say in his, I mean, we're getting this from her. So, but I mean, when she writes, he also thinks I'm on social media too much. And the insecurities I feel come from uh, comparisons to other people's posts in their relationships. Like that's very specific. Yeah. Like I, and I can. It's true. That's yeah. but that's the thing. If this guy's like, hey, I'm I'm mowing along in this relationship, we're we're on year two and I'm having a great time, and then every time we have a bad time, it is from 
some mention of something I'm not doing because of something someone else does that is just a check off the box. She didn't say every time. She just said. I'm not saying every time, but I'm saying if I, from his perspective, like Mm -hmm. all our bad arguments come from this one space. Okay. Like he's like, get rid of the space. And then that's a very like male, I'm going to fix this solution that comes off very insensitive. But I do think men a lot of times are fixers. What can I do? I feel, you know, how many times I've been in relationships. I feel sick. Right. You want water? <laughs> and then they get annoyed. Okay. You want water? You want medicine? Well, we don't, yeah, I, I guess. feel sick. Okay, well, I don't know what I can do. Like, I try to mm-hmm. do something. So I do hear in his, in her version of his response, him going, well, turn off Instagram. Right. Yeah, and I mean, that his saving grace is the fact that he doesn't actually post anything. Yes. Right. But, so... I can see like why that would be a his what something that he believes, but it's also kind of like you could disagree about like the role that social media is playing and like and, and again if this is every fight I think that yeah. you also have a role there. But the part that I think is most annoying to me is him saying that's your problem. Mm-hmm. Well, that, then she has to go and represent the problem because oh. right now it's easy for him to say it's your problem when it's just Instagram to him because it doesn't matter to him. Instagram right. man matters zero to him. She said his posts, his last posts are from two years ago. But instead he could say, well, don't like, what about, what else, what about our real relationship makes you feel like, like, like you're being hidden. What about what's making you feel insecure about like mm-hmm. how, how I feel about you? No, I, I agree. Not like, well, that's your problem. Well, you know, you know, like, well, that's what just, happens when you're hiding me comes at you. Okay. I think, I think this were two extremes coming at each other. Right. Well, I mean, it's not a good way. It's not a good way for conflict resolution, <laughs> clearly. But I no, I agree. She could probably come out with a way with a way that's again less like accusatory mm-hmm. and more like this is how I feel. And again, I'm sure if she thought about it truly, there would be maybe some other examples of why she feels this way. Mm-hmm. And then I think that, but I do think someone who cares about you will say, okay, like I don't fully get that, but. I can assure you that like, I am not hiding you. Like I am very proud to be with you and mm-hmm. I'm very, you know what I mean? Like something to put her at ease. Cause it's okay to be like a little insecure. Sometimes you're insecure, like whatever. That's who you are. So what if he was like, fine, I'll put one up. Like, would that make her feel, I don't know if that would make her feel better. Like if you like, well, probably not. Yeah. You wouldn't want it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to want to put an IG post up. Yeah. yeah. That, but that's the thing. Like, He's put in a no-win situation. Like, okay, fine. Next time you're randomly laughing, I'll post a well, picture of you. But it, it, here's the other thing. She's tagging him in these pictures, and he's not. Like, here, right. like I know people who are in relationships that are very private on social media. And I know some couples that one's private and one's not. Yeah. Um, And the one that the couple's not, one's not, and one is, every now and again there'll be a repost from the one who's private. Yes. And I think that is like one of those things that it's like, I'm sure the one who is open on social media is very appreciative of, feels good about. They like that. I think that's more the the road she could go down than you're hiding. I'll do the work. You just press the button. 
just share the fucking post. Yeah. You know, hey, it makes me feel bad when I tag you and you don't even share it. I want to I want to I want to feel like we're in this relationship together. I feel like I'm the single mother here. Yeah. Of the of and the I mean, social media. It's not totally kid. crazy. It's Everyone not crazy. people live online. That's not crazy. And if he really doesn't want to do that, it's really against everything that he's that he his core beliefs. Um, well, maybe then that's you're a out of match. Yeah, that's a different. Maybe story. he needs to be with someone who is is off social media, and you need to be with someone who understands how this is sort of just a part of everyday life now, and it's not that big of a deal to be showing someone off on Instagram. Sometimes you can argue in a way that's not fair to yourself. She has done that, in my in my belief. Like I think you're totally right. Like, hey, it means a lot to me when. To, for you to share the post that might not mean a lot to you but it does to me yeah. and uh, it's not about you know telling bragging to my friends because what am i bragging about well you know? yeah <laughs> like, well in some ways it's more meaningful when you do that it's like the cards when yes. i'm like he doesn't you know mike doesn't like to write cards i say me i, I really like a nice card i really appreciate it it makes me feel really good mm -hmm. and then they do it and it's almost i think it almost is more meaningful than if it's like oh they write cards for everyone yeah you know, you're just like another person on the list of yeah. the thought. Like it's like they're doing it because they it's almost they like know it makes just you to show you in some way like that they're putting in an effort. Anything that like shows putting in an effort, especially the longer you're dating, it's more about like the act of like, are we trying here? Well, or are we not trying? And that's the thing. This is such a simple thing to ask for that if you come back with, I don't do that. Well, okay, this is now you don't care that this much, is the right? ideology that you've chosen. You've chosen this weird no Instagram religion over right. your hypothetical family. Yeah. I mean, what if, you know what I mean? Like, if that's where you draw the line, that's... That's what breaks then people fine. up. Then you're Then you're clearly not a match. Not a match. So... But I think this is all about how she... Yeah, maybe go back and, and restart the conversation. Come from a vulnerable place. Share that you're a little insecure. And if he can't, like, sort of, like feels like he wants to work it out with you. It doesn't mean he has to necessarily post something. Then I think that it might not be a good sign. Or go to a bar with a bunch of friends, take a bunch of pictures with a bunch of drunk dudes and post those. I found someone who's interested in being on my Instagram. <laughs> it's a real messy this guy idea. posted me. Yeah. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Uh, let's do some awkward sex. You ready? All right, I'm ready. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Hey, J&J. &J. My better half and I are big fans of the podcast and always toss an episode on if we have a long car ride or a lazy Sunday ahead. Anyway, the story goes a little something like this. Background. I work for a medical device company as an engineer. As such, they don't let us socially awkward types with no patience and even less people skills interact with normal members of the company or, God forbid, company guests. So they have a separate building for us, our prototype 
machinists and our internal biologics company. Look, I couldn't even read those words of those jobs. <laughs> Never mind, interact with them. I would say the building is probably 85% men, and it's basically a haven for immaturity and male-on-male sexual harassment. Fucking great. Okay. Anyways, our biologic sector at the time was growing quickly and hiring. On a cold Monday morning in February, our lobby door opens and in walks something we're not supposed to be seeing in our building, a young, beautiful woman. Long blonde hair, long sculpted legs. More importantly, obviously, uh, very bright if she got hired for that division of the company. For context, I'm 25 at the time and she's 23. So I'm not being a fucking weirdo by using the adjective young. <laughs> I think saying I'm not being a fucking weirdo makes you the weirdo, right? It's like, I'm yeah. not being a fucking weirdo. She's young and supple. Right. Like if you have to say it, <laughs> yeah. maybe reevaluate. <laughs> I turned to my coworker and friend next to me and I believe I said a rather Shakespearean sounding phrase, something like, shit, Joe, that girl hot as fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> or something of equal eloquence. Time goes by, and we have some small talk in the cafeteria from time to time. Nothing to write home about. She had a boyfriend at the time, and I'm not one to be overly aggressive. <laughs> Sounds good. like he's kind of aggressive. Good work, man. Up to her face. I'm not overly <laughs> aggressive to her face. No, I only do that outside of the office. Um, uh, she was kind, witty, beautiful, smarter than me, and all around an onlooker. Would probably classify her as out of my league. Even machinists who would say the raunchiest shit about women never would do that to her. Is that a thing about machinists? I don't even know. The, those so so even, depraved machinists? <laughs> Not around a young lady. <laughs> the building had an unspoken respect for this one. This <laughs> is... I thought he said that everyone here is like a huge nerd. Yeah. And also like, what if she wasn't this beautiful, blonde, long-legged woman? Right. This sounds <laughs> like it was written in like 1950. <laughs> the building had an unspoken respect for this one, and she was off limits to our daily disgusting humor. Fast forward almost two years after she started, that same coworker and I were assembling some Goose Rubens. It is what it sounds like. They have Goose Rubens? I have no idea what that is. How much are these medical supplies... It's Goose Day here at the factory. What? Oh, is, is, is like it lunch? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was like a machine. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were. Yeah, they weren't in the in the factory. Okay. They were actually assembling some Goose Rubens, like it was a Christmas goose. I never. I've never. I've heard never of heard that of such before. a thing. I've never heard of a cafeteria having goose. Yeah. She walks into the cafeteria and asks, "Oh, is it Goose Day?" Goose Day is some weird holiday in her podunk-ass town she grew up in that nobody at work ever heard of. She grew up in... Let's not out this person's okay. identity. <laughs> yeah, this guy gave to me. Let's um, bleep that out. Uh, very, I mean... Well, I okay. will say, they're, they're in this Pennsylvania, and you do get, like, the first day of hunting season off in Pennsylvania. Okay. This email has a lot of fucking detail. I have to say... Yeah, it's long as might shit. not be relevant for the actual story. Yeah, I don't think we'll very mu much is relevant. Okay. The Goose Day stuff, I, I don't know. It was a strange interaction that it was my in. I went back to the computer and began to search for what Goose Day was. After informing myself of this redneck holiday, this 
This guy's got no care for language. I now had ammo to jump on teams and start up a convo. Thank you, Goose Day, you beautiful son of a bitch. We went back and forth for two days on team chats. After the second day, I asked if she wanted to go out Friday with some of our coworkers. She agreed. We exchanged numbers and talked pretty much all day for the next couple of days leading up to Friday. Friday morning came around. She asked, there is no, she asked, there is no group of coworkers going out, is there? In my defense, I could have assembled one if needed. It's called a noble lie. This guy sounds like a predator. I mean, <laughs> it's a two-year pursuit. There's no one else here, is there? <laughs> She knew I was full of shit the entire time. Like I said, she's smarter than me. We left right from work uh, Friday afternoon and went to her apartment to drop our stuff before walking out to some bars. We had a fantastic night. Conversation was effortless, interesting, and clever. After three bars and several shots, she leaned over and kissed me and said, let's go back to her place. We walked back, and within a minute, she, we were in her bedroom. Sex was great, fun. We managed to squeeze in another round before fully falling asleep. Great night, right? Now here's the part I left out. All night, I had been holding in fucking gallons of farts. I don't remember what I was eating during the day, but it... What, too much goose, yeah. He knows exactly <laughs> what he was eating. But it, but it turned into clouds of rank air that chose to make camp in my stomach for the night. This is the girl I've been fantasizing about for nearly two years, and I wasn't going to let the aroma of shit at the gate ruin my chances. I had such control and awareness of my clenched ass that not a single bit of methane made it past my force field. However, this was not a long-term solution, as it never is for such issues. It's now the middle of the night, and I am in serious amount of pain. My stomach is killing me. There's no way I can fall asleep. I tried my best to get past it, but now I needed to take some sort of action if I were to survive to tell a tale. My hairy, naked body crept out of bed and into her bathroom that's connected to the bedroom. She's still asleep. I gently close the door and prepare myself to free the demon. But I know my body and I know the audible chaos that will ensue. What I don't know is how heavy a sleeper she is. I need some insurance. So like 007 screwing his silencer into the pistol, I grab a towel off the rack and press it tightly into my butthole in an attempt to muffle the thunder. At this point, there's nothing more I can do, I, so I just let it happen. Now my immature ass is basically laughing at myself as I violently fart into this beautiful girl's towel at 3 a.m. The storm passed, the skies cleared, and I removed the silencing device. I did it, it's over, I can go to bed now, or so I thought. I got to hang the towel back, and to my horror, where her white towel is now peppered with shit. I try to describe, I try to scrub it, uh, but a shit towel can't change its spots. Panicking, I sneak outside naked in December and toss the Evans into the small trash can outside uh, that she and her neighbor share. She was renting the right side of the duplex at the time. After I made the drop, I ran back inside, snuck into bed, and nobody was the wiser. We had sex again in the morning, went to breakfast. She didn't notice her absent towel. I pulled it off. This was in 2018. It's now 2022, and we have a house together, a dog, and are engaged. A happy ending to this disgusting story. So beautiful. I told... <laughs> I told her about the shit towel a couple months after its demise, and she thought it was hysterical. Oh, I, I, I'm sure you didn't tell it the way you told it to us. Uh, oh, and that was the... Oh, and that coworker who I said, shit, that girl is hot as fuck. Uh, well, he's going to be the officiant at our wedding. Oh, it's like you got a rom-com. Oh, it's so nice. Well, that's it. End of story. Hopefully some people can get a good laugh at it. What do you think? If they didn't get married, this guy would be a monster. Yeah. Right? I mean... Just the description alone. He went harder on the description because he... You know, this is now... I'm, I'm looking back on the story. Smarter than me. Beautiful. You know, like all this he stuff. He really it, painted a, uh, a picture. Yeah. This, this is how I know every wedding story is fucking bullshit. Yeah. I mean, 
You should put this in the vows, I guess, right? Put it on the website. Yeah. See how she feels. Yeah, put it on the website. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> this reminds me of a Long Came Polly. It's a little Long Came Polly-ish. I mean, I, how do you, you fart when on a date? I don't know. Like silently? See. If need be? Putting a towel on your ass. If you're in the bathroom, why do you need to put a towel on your ass? Well, he's worried of the noise. At that point, what you... What kind of noise is this? Well, that's what... He, run the run the, some, run the faucet. You turn on the sink, you flush the yeah. toilet, you hold one ass cheek, <laughs> and you let... And you go... Like a balloon. You should put that on an Instagram tutorial. I mean, I used to do a joke about this. That should be a TikTok. Yeah, you make it, you know, you you you, you, yeah, you slowly don't let it out. You, you don't, don't just directly into your the towel right onto your ass. Like what why? Rookie mistake. Very bizarre. Yeah, no, I'm I'm holding both at you. I'm literally in the bathroom. Like I would always want a camera on me. Like I always I, I understand the idea. Like when he says I'm laughing at myself, like I have been in bathrooms where I'm literally like Oh wow. We're getting a visual. <laughs> And I'm sitting there, be like, "What? I'm an adult. <laughs> you know, right. like, it why happens. am I doing this she's to myself? She's sleeping. She's like, she's gonna wake her up. What is this? A movie? Also, is she like the nutty professor? <laughs> is she my Jewish mom? What are you doing in there? Like, she's not gonna like yell. Right. You're she's not trying to like out you. No, everyone farts. Yeah, I mean, his- and you're in a bathroom. Also, there's got to be another bathroom. If there's one attached to her room, there has to be another bathroom. She's in a duplex. Yeah, she's killing it. This guy really, uh, we feel, we feel, we feel as though you exaggerated, <laughs> but did he run outside naked for real? Yeah, he went out to go toss the towel, I guess. That's also too risky compared to how risk averse he was with the farting. Right. For her to leave him to leave is a weirder move than like, than the farting. <laughs> yes. But, uh, hey, my neighbor saw you outside with a shit towel naked. <laughs> Do you have anything to say? After anything? after you said you were stalking me for two years. Yeah. And uh yeah. Did the goose not agree? Oh my god. With your stomach? The goose Reuben, which I thought was a machine. <laughs> um You can't just say we had goose Rubens. It sounds like what it is. Who's no one, who, goose knows, Rubens? who knows what that is? Goose is a rich meat. It's a weird thing to get catered. Yeah, I don't know. Right? We'll be having the goose today. Like, it sounds like something a butler well, would say. I would say this guy is engaged. He's getting ready for diaper duty. Seems Congratulations. Like he's got a lot of uh, stuff going on. Send us on an there. invitation so we can. I call this the Nutty Professor because it just sounds like it's from that movie. <laughs> like, isn't that the whole movie? The whole movie is just like like Eddie Murphy farting in like various <laughs> places, right? Yeah. It's that's like, basically the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's how the writer <laughs> describes the movie. <laughs> Uh, Maddie had nerdy little secret, silent but deadly. Silent but deadly is good. I had a TP towel. Okay, I like that. Like a toilet paper towel. The Charmin Schlepp. Uh, the Silencer. Silencer. Freeing the fart. Nice. That was what I had. But, you know, listen, oh. red flag or deal breaker, you, here's, here's the scenario. Your neighbor calls you and is like, hey, did you have a guy over? He walked outside naked and threw away one of your towels. I mean, I think I'd have to ask him about it. And then he's like, hey, yeah, so I was farting and I shit into you your know, towel. I might be a little flattered by it, if I'm being honest. All the effort. Yeah. like the, I, To me, it would be worse if he was just like nonstop 
laughing and like mm-hmm. just laughing and had like no desire to see make it seem like sexy and romantic this is the first mm-hmm. time they're sleeping together i do think it's kind of sweet that he's like going to these great lengths to try to uh put his best foot forward as we say if he wanted to he would he would <laughs> he did <laughs> this is what he did yeah what about you you hear from a neighbor i hear <laughs> if i ever she was outside naked throwing away a towel with yes. shit all over it i'd be like um it no. wouldn't be as sweet to me, but I don't know. Would, I it be, would it be better if she was just farting all night? If I, I think it would be funnier and more. If I had walked in on her farting into the towel, that would, for some reason, that would be better. Better to me. I don't know why. You want to catch her in the act? You don't want to be too vulnerable. You want to know what you're getting into? Yeah. Hey, I shit your towel. Okay. I'm gonna have to get that cleaned. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What if she was just, what if she didn't even try to cover, she was just loudly farting the entire night, smelly, loud farts. In her sleep? Or she's running to the bathroom? She's pretending she's sleeping. (laughs) Wee, 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 wee. Yeah. (laughs) Is this the nutty professor? This is it. Yes. Um, No, I'd be cool with it. Okay. How can I judge? You wouldn't be like turned off? No. What if she was, what if she was doing it and laughing the whole time? Um, there's a point where it becomes hot. <laughs> You're never, it's never a deal breaker for you. None of these, none of these situations. Well, just the wildness of it. I've never seen anything like this. I'd be like, wow, what, what, what else is this chick doing? You know, <laughs> a like, monster or a, a sexual monster. Oh my God. <laughs> Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to third love. You can have both. Third love was started to take all the frustration, ick and ugh, out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code podcast15. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail, a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Let's hear a voicemail, which is going to be in lieu of our second email. Let's hear what's going on. Yes. Hey, Jane Jade, big 
fan to the first time I'm ever writing in, calling in anything after 10 years. I just had a very simple question that I'm sure you guys have heard before. Uh, is it just me or do women, when they get in relationships, as their relationships <laughs> go on, they try to make the man to become more and more similar to them? And I get compromised, but there's a difference, for example, if a guy was doing something, a hobby, like say video games, anything, something, a woman will happily make sure they spend less and less time in that hobby or in that activity they like doing just because they don't like it. So what's the problem with that? Why do women feel like they need to really change the man or what if the man they fell in love with had all those hobbies and all that stuff? Thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. Good luck. Thank you for calling in. He said he's enjoyed this podcast for 10 years, even though it's only been going on for four. I love it. But uh, I love I, I like the question. I like that we get to hear the listeners and hear their vibe. Same, <laughs> I like that. The vibe is funny. I don't know. Did you get like a visual? I mean, it sounded like he was like a. Like, it sounded like it was open mic night yes. at a comedy club. And it was like, what's up with these women? Right. <laughs> It's just like, and and I, totally. I hear the the essence of what he's saying is a good question. Yeah, like I like the I like the the idea of it. Yeah. The idea of the question is just it's funny. Like when you don't talk on public forums a lot, as I'm sure this guy doesn't. He said right. Like he sounds we, like he's doing a bit. The the first time I heard these women. I was like, ah, I don't think he means it that way. You know, I, he hasn't been podcasting in 2022. No, it's been you 10 people. years of podcast. Yeah, you people. You people. What is it you people are doing? 10 years of podcast listening has not translated into understanding. It's okay. We're getting the raw, the raw, unfiltered, non-politically correct sentiments. I, I love it. That's what this place is for. Uh, it's a safe space. What do you think? Um, It's funny. Because it sort of it it comes back to our old conversations for me, and it made me think. It's kind of like, um, you know how we were saying, women a lot of the time they're like they're trying to get from date one to date three. Mm -hmm. and I don't know if this was this episode or last episode, um, and they want to get there, and then they decide if they like you, mm. or they then they'll decide that like once they know you're in. Then they're like, okay, well, I'm someone who's like, I'm getting married or I'm married. Mm -hmm. Now I can like look at you and fix you. Yes. You know what I mean? Now that I ha bought the house, I can start doing renovations because I know it's mine. Yes. Um, and I'm guilty of that too, where I'm kind of like, okay, I have you. Now I feel, now I feel secure. Like in, the, my, in my beginning anxious states, I'm kind of like, I'm just really happy to be here and it's all like really good. And now that I've got it, I'm like, all right, let's, let's, let's fix some things up that like, <laughs> you know, let's, do some molding over the uh, over the floors. I I think a lot of um, I mean this has everything to do with you know the gender differences and you know a lot of women. How many times do women write in? How many dates do I give them before deciding if they're right? Right. Before deciding if there's a spark or if I'm, I'm not into how it. Long, but how many dates until I should be into it? Or how long do I have to wait till define it? Yeah. Also too, it, I think it's all. It's. It's all like this'll do. <laughs> you know, a lot That's of women what a lot are. Of it is. I'm saying men in some ways are a lot more romantic. I do think mm. that there's like something a little bit more romantic about being like Especially our awkward sex writer. Exactly. <laughs> well about about like, well, once I decide, then I'll like once I'm in, I'm fully in. And yes. I don't think men are like, and I think that's an old dating trope of like men and women get married women get married and and you know, coping the guy is going to change and the guy get married hoping the woman never changes. Interesting. Yeah, cuz I I wrote down a couple of that I listen, that ain't all not true. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a saying you know, for a reason. Yeah, I think this is why men and and good relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, when women when say, well, I was blindsided, you go, well, he's out there looking for a ghost. Right. You know, and you're out there looking for, you know. Someone who will take commit. Commit yeah. and form into something that you're looking for. Right. You know, so I get, and the answer to it is somewhere in between the two. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can't, you're never going to find a ghost. And you shouldn't be trying to change someone 100% from different who they are just because you want to be in a relationship. Like, both yeah. are true. Um, so I do understand why this guy feels like he brings up the video games, which is like a funny kind of cliche thing of it. Like, I could understand where a woman's like, oh, he plays some video games. And then when she has more say over the relationship because she right. has the right to say, hey, let's go do this instead, it's less time for video games. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think there's just like a a sense of, I want to make sure this person's like still working to try to impress me. Yeah. Too. I, like. What do you mean? I don't know. Like there's like, um, I don't, I think a lot of people fall into these relationships where it's like, eventually you get so comfortable that the woman's now just like doing everything. Fair. Right. Mm-hmm. And the guy's just like, oh, like. She, the guy's playing video games or he's just doing whatever he wants. And the woman is like making plans and planning vacations and mm-hmm. planning a family, doing family planning and doing the wedding and like thinking about all the future shit. Mm-hmm. And the guy's just kind of like sitting there. And I think that gets a little frustrating. And it's not like, I don't know if it's said video games is an example, but I think it's more the example of like, a lot of the time, I think there's a lot of pressure on women to be like running the whole show. And that can be, you can get a little resentful. So of you're kind of like, I'm working on doing all these things. I'm making sure we have the best reservations and plans and the kids are doing this and you're wearing that. And like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And we're taking away video game time. <laughs> yes. When then you become like a parent. But Which like, isn't that's not really. What you, it's not really what you want to be. Yeah. And yeah, to this guy, like, I don't think anyone is, it's going to be very rare you know, at that point, you have to find, you should, maybe your dating search should start at someone who's likes gaming. Yeah. Like, you have to, like, rate how important these things are to you. Like, I love gaming. Like, I do understand that if I date someone who doesn't do stand-up comedy, that stand-up comedy is not their priority as much as it is for me. Right. Or they might be get a little annoyed that you're doing that instead of a different activity that they want you to do. Totally. So, this is something, like, it doesn't matter if male, female, you're just something to understand. Like relationships are negotiations, they're compromised, as people have always said forever and ever. But it's also like, hey, this is something I won't compromise on. Like maybe you have to be dating, you know, trying to find someone in that community because there are female gamers like that exists too. Yeah. Um, or you have to let someone know like, no, this is important to me and I got to figure out how I can still do this. But I, I think this is what they're saying isn't not true. You're saying it's, it's not true that this doesn't happen. No, I definitely this think it happens. This is definitely true. Yeah. And, yeah. and and the if you're a guy feeling this way, you're like, well, what the fuck? When you right. when you started liking me, I was playing this many video games. And it's like, yeah, I liked certain aspects of you and the video game thing I was cool right. with. Right. I was like dealing and, with. But now that right, but now this is now that this is very long term or this is forever, I would like to like improve my life by changing yours a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Which sound, I mean, sounds like stupid, but it's also kind of like, I feel like we just, we care more about certain things. And a lot of the times because you care more about like having the things, it feels like you're doing all the work or you're doing all the sacrificing mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. other person is kind of just like, 
along they're down, for the ride. But you don't want to feel like you're with someone who's just down. You want to feel like you're bu- you're doing you're building something together. You're doing something together, and you're both like you're both prioritizing the date nights and the other things and the house being clean and mm-hmm. all the other shit. And I think that like it's also just sort of indicative of wanting to be with someone who shows effort. Yeah. I mean, I, you can preserve your video game time. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you're it, doing other shit. If you're too. doing other shit too. Yeah. But if, if it feels like every time we get back, you just go to video game time and then I'm like, well, you want to watch a movie? Right. And you never want to watch it. You just want to like sit with your headset on. Like how fun is that for me on the other side? Yeah, and also people change through like, you know, people are with each other for a long time and like sometimes something that was they were cool with before is no longer like it's cute when you have a lot of other like things to do or mm-hmm. more responsibilities. Then it's like, and that's kind of true of anything, you know? Yeah, and I think what this guy has to assume is that like no one's dating you for your video game habits. Yeah, and also like we, I mean, it's, here's the thing, like as a relationship gets deeper, as you have like a family, mm. You can't just act the same way that you were when you met. No, and but something that does depress me as a man, I don't know if it depresses you, is like the like the idea of like he can have his boys night. Like I don't want to have to be aware of like and tonight is date night and tonight you know it's like I wish, you know, I think you you hope you're on the same page. Yeah, you hope you're on the same. I mean, like certain things, not like someone wants to like be like controlling of you mm. a lot of the times. I think that's kind of kind of how it comes off. Like, oh, like I'm I work for you now. Um, yeah. But I think there's also a sense of like, you can't have two people who are just nomadically chill and expect to like raise a family. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like things don't get done. Someone has to do them. Yeah. Yeah. So, you got to plan a wedding. You got right. to move in. Someone's got to do that. And yeah. It's like that. All that shit is shit you don't do when you're playing video games and not doing those things. Exactly. And so it's kind of like you, it's, it's, I think it's about finding a balance of like, oh, I'm not, we're not like controlling each other's lives. We're not asking each other for permission, but there's also not just one person in the relationship that's like doing all the work. To mm-hmm. make sure that things get done. Well, also and evolving. Yes. You know, like some of this guy's Sacrificing, like well, evolving. The, well, this guy's like she's trying to change me, and her response is, "No, I'm trying to grow up with you." Right. And those are two different perspectives. Yeah. So it's like he's like, but these women, these people, <laughs> you people, selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Let's play some games. Let's do it. Let's play some red flag deal breaker. You ready? All right. Love the pod. Everything you guys do. Thanks for helping me put my brain on the shelf during long morning commutes. Red flag or deal breaker. You're planning a trip with your boyfriend and he tells you that his parents will be paying for his half of the trip, (laughs) leaving you to pay for your half on your own. For context, my boyfriend and I were planning a ski trip for a long weekend and decided to put everything on his credit card, flights, hotel, lift ticket, etc., to make things easier to split later. when we, oh, He gets the points, too. Seriously. When we were looking at the hotel, he mentioned his parents would be paying for his half, so he'd had to stick to the budget they gave him. Wow. Hey, what, a, what a reveal. That is a very unsexy, everything <laughs> in that sentence. <laughs> budget. Hey, baby. My parents gave it to me. Um, so my parents are going to be paying for half of this, so we're going to stick to their budget. Are you wet? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'll take yours from uh, by Venmo or check, whichever you prefer. <laughs> Whatever makes you hotter. Um, I asked him if he was going to help with any of the other expenses since I was paying for my half entirely on my own, and he said no. When I asked him if he saw this as a problem, he had no idea why this would bother me. Curious to hear what you guys think, because this definitely turned out to be a deal breaker for me. I would say this would be a very big turnoff. Because mm. um, I think there's two... I don't think... Fine. I don't know what, how old they are. At a certain age, your parents are paying for your vacation. That's fine. Whatever. Sure. I would be discreet about that mm. if I were. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? The, it's the lack of discretion. Yeah. It's the very, it feels all very like transactional and like, com- like completely unromantic the way mm. that he's like. He also shouldn't have put it up. on his credit card if that's how things are going to go. Yeah. Like let her put it on credit card and say, I'll pay you back. And then just like. Pay her. Don't you don't have to. You don't have to show her where the meat is made. No, you don't have to do that. Like and, and I, you know, there's an element tacky. I think it's a little tacky. Maybe he's trying to show off, or I don't know. I mean, I don't know is what that a show the, off thing. I don't know what <laughs> Look this how much could money be. My dad has construed as, but also we're off. on a budget. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit weird. I um, yeah. I think I, the the cool thing, the way he could make this cool, would be if he said, "My parents are want to give us some money towards the trip." And so let's take let's use this for a couple activities and then we'll just split we'll split the rest. Split the rest. Yeah. That's how you make it fun for everybody. Yeah, then it's make oh great. Like great. parents are helping with like want us to have a great trip. That's great. This is like as there's me and my family me yeah. and my family's side and then like Mumsy and Dadsy are gonna pay for my half. Yeah. Good luck with the other bill. You know, like I, I yeah. I mean, not. even if this were like, this is like especially kind of like, uh, I think a turnoff because it's a guy. But like, mm. if a girl, did, like, if a woman did this, would you be? It's you know you're right. It's the the way in which it's being said. 
If she right. had said nothing about that, and I was just and like, she was like, "This is what I can afford to yeah, spend on the trip. We're gonna split it, and yeah. this is what I can afford." I'd be like, "I wouldn't think twice of it." That would be fine. Yeah, for a guy too. But if she was like, "Well, I'll be paying. My parents will be paying my half," I, and it's yeah, because her parents paying her half also wouldn't have anything to do with me, right? The it fact just, that he's made it have something to do with her is annoying. Right now, you've brought your parents into like our couples trip. Yeah, also. And now we're doing things and based on their yeah. yeah. And you're not willing to and you're not willing to pay any more <laughs> than zero. Because of yeah. <laughs> zero it would be dollars. icky. It would feel like yeah. would, I wouldn't I wouldn't be excited to go on that trip, I will say. And they're already there. Yeah. Okay. Let's do another one. On hinge, you set your neighborhood or town and it doesn't automatically change if you go to another city like it does on Bumble. For example, I matched with a guy and his location changes daily, sometimes even multiple times a day. And it's not just different neighborhoods in the city. Sometimes it's in the suburbs and even in the neighboring state. Would you say this is a red flag? I think it's very strange and my friends say it's not a big deal. Oh, it's a red flag. Can, so he's basically just like changing it to wherever he's going? She, this person's saying? right. You have to change your location. So he's going. Go in and, yeah, and he's going for groceries. Let me make sure I can find some oh. chicks nearby. He's going to, you know, like it's, I mean, she says different neighborhoods in the city. He is on the uh, hunt. He's on the hunt. So your friend's saying it's not that big a deal. I mean, it's not a big deal if you want to be casual with this guy. You're saying it means he's not interested in her. I'm saying he likes, he's likes her enough to fuck, not enough to settle down. with. That would be my. Because he's still actively looking. She's in the cart. And he's still walking through the grocery yeah, store I mean, looking for other stuff. Looking. Aggressively It's not even like a casual peruse. So. Yeah. And she's noticing it because she's looking because they're not really in a relationship and she's right. feeling that. And she obviously, if she's looking, she cares about more. something more than that. So, yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, that's I mean, that's I would say it's a red flag. <laughs> I would say it should tell you where you are. Right. I mean, if that's not what you're interested in, then I would reevaluate. Last okay. one. Hey, J&J. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Love the pod. Keep up the great work. In the last few episodes, you've talked about money on a first date and or if men should pay. Cue to a date I had about two months ago. We met on a dating app, and after messaging, he asked me to dinner at a very nice restaurant for our first date. Throughout the dinner and many drinks consumed by him, I determined that we were just not a match, so when the bill came, I offered to split it, knowing there would be no second date. However, when the waitress came to our table, he took my credit card behind his back and said, let's play credit card roulette. Oh, my oh, God. Remember credit card roulette? I've seen. Yeah, I mean, I've never played, but I've. Like, oh, we used I've to play heard, all the time. Really? When we were getting like if I went out with a bunch of guys getting fucked up, like on a football Sunday. Like as a betting thing. It was a betting thing. Girls don't do credit card roulette. Oh, it would get we're too not. tense. Yeah. Yes. Um, and asked the waitress to select an arm. I should have spoken up, but I was in complete shock. I mean, to just grab it and do that is crazy. She looked at me, at which point my disbelief and embarrassment was written all over my face, and she pointed to his left arm. He proceeded to uh, hand her my credit card and then loudly exclaimed, you lose, I win. Oh, this my God. Tinder swindler? I was stunned. <laughs> I understand if a guy doesn't want to pay the full bill, but I was offered to split it. I proceeded to pay the bill and then quickly say goodbye. Did he really think this was a good move for the first date, especially a date he set up and picked the location? If he was concerned about uh, money, why did he suggest it? I mean, he's either concerned or a big gambler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just came for the, for, the, uh, for the entertainment. Yeah, the maybe free dinner. 
Did he suggest a nice restaurant over drinks or even coffee? Even though uh, there wouldn't be a second date, this was a deal breaker for me, but I was curious your take, red flag or deal breaker? Sincerely, save the roulette for Vegas. I mean, this would be obviously a deal breaker. It sounds like she, was, it was gonna, she wasn't going to be into him anyway. Mm -mm. This guy sounds like an asshole. He's an asshole. Who would do that on a first date with anyone? Imagine getting, a, getting a drinks with someone you didn't, just a friend you didn't, or meeting someone that you didn't know. And they grab my credit card out of my hand yeah. like, ooh, let's play a game. Yeah. Fuck you. I mean, I would just pay and leave to get away from them. Of course. And then like leave it so I'd never have to speak to them again. Yeah. But like, this person sucks. I would say, no, I don't want to do that. She's like, I didn't even have a chance to think about it. Yeah. I, my risk tolerance is different than yours. Right. <laughs> yeah, I definitely wouldn't be playing if I had like the thought of like if someone asked, asked me before yeah. doing that. I mean. <laughs> but I also probably wouldn't even want to be like arguing. I probably would just do it to like get away. Yeah, I would do it to just get away. But I, I agree. But, uh, you know, she asked about his cheapness. To me, this doesn't ring cheap as much as asshole. Right. Yeah. You know, he was literally say, making you play his gambling thing. It's like, fuck yeah. off. He sounds just like a bad guy. Yeah. So. Deal break. No second date. And <laughs> I guess it cost you the price of a dinner. To yeah, figure to that a out. very nice place. It's definitely a deal breaker. Listen, we solved dating again, Jordana. We did it. We so did proud it. of us. We always do it. The king of queen of dating advice. Um, people. It says you, we've been dubbed by been. The, the people. <laughs> the people. We the people. If you have a good time with this podcast, if you're listening right now, tell a friend, 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 tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, 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 tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, 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 rate, review, subscribe right now. This would get people to subscribe to cable. You should work for like only I'm working Optimum online. We'll be back on Sunday. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at You Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Batches.